Hello and welcome to The Fandamentalist, the fandom podcast investigating all aspects of geeky media. Sorry, did I hit my head and wake up in patriarchal bullshit land? Don't put me in charge! It certainly worries me to make self-defeating mistakes out of fear of appearing weak. You were right. We are from different worlds. That is a failing indeed, but I cannot love it. Welcome to the I Disappoint Dad Club. The theme song you just heard is Good Riddance by Ars Soner, available on the Free Music Archive. My name is Kylie, and here with me we have Gretchen. Hello. Julia. Hey. And joining us as a very special guest, I think, for the second time, maybe the third, is our contributor, Bo. Good to be here. Hi, Bo. It's great to have you back. And uh, we're crossing our fingers that the Florida weather won't mess things up too much. <laughs> <laughs> you can only have so much bad luck. The sea yet. <laughs> Just so you know, last time Bo was on here, we lost all the files because of a Florida weather storm. So... <laughs> So, of that course, it decided great. to rain this time, too. Of course, it's summer. It never doesn't rain. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's summer. It hasn't really gotten summery weather in yeah. Chicago. Like, it was 55 degrees this week. I guess that's warm. And yeah. people were running around in flip-flops. So, okay. Yeah, I broke out my shorts. <laughs> I will roll with it. Anyway, what we are talking about today even if it's not warm here, is certainly sunny in disposition. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) We are going to be talking about Steven Universe, our favorite show. Just nothing but lighthearted fluff. Lighthearted fluff and talking about whether or not somebody is a horrible person. Yeah, so as a warning for our listeners, we are going to be covering every single Steven Universe uh, episode, like, spoiler-wise. So if you haven't yet watched through a single pale rose, then... Oh my god, go do it. It's 11 minutes. Right? Like, Honestly. What you, if you haven't, what are you doing? <laughs> like, please, you need to. I, I had to catch up, because um, Griffin and I were both behind, and I think we watched about four hours of Steven Universe on Saturday night, and it was totally worth it. How far it behind great. were you? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it was like all of season five. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, but it was it was a delight, let me tell you. It's so good. Yeah, absolutely. But before we get into... The, actually, no, to give you the structure of the episode, which I think we forgot to do last time, we are going to open up with fandom news, as we do. Then our first segment is going to be on Lapis Lazuli, just talking about her arc and what the new episode means for her. It's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter segment, but we feel like a lot of uh, really good conversation that could exist around her has kind of been getting overshadowed by The Thing. Yep. And if you've seen the episode, <laughs> you know. Um, we're then going to go into a fun segment about our trope of the week, faking your own death, uh, totally unrelated to <laughs> all Gee, things. Yeah, what? How is that at all related? That's not Just related. a random trope that we <laughs> randomly picked. <laughs> Pulled it out of a hat. Um, we're going to talk about our favorite and least favorite uses of that, because if we went to list all of them, we'd be here for a really long time. And then we're going to finally conclude by talking about Rose. What is she, and how how do we feel about her? Is she literal trash? <laughs> is she literal garbage? Oh is Rose Quartz literal? She's garbage? probably eating. Oh my god! I should I should read it. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> I love this. So, 
without further ado, we are going to start off with fandom news. And let me just say, it's already horrible because Batwoman's comic run has been cancelled. My condolences, I'm sorry. (laughs) Her comic run? Why? I'm so mad. Like, Bennett has been doing a fantastic job writing her, but her sales have not been good, and I'm suspecting it's because there's no explicit romance for Kate at the moment. It's about to come, but... What? What? Well, like, how there's, do you know someone's a lesbian unless they're actively hooking up with other people? <laughs> no, gotcha. but, like, there's there's a very... St- like, her romance is, like, underscoring the whole arc. Oh, yeah, like, her entire backstory with Sophia. But that's not right now. We want to see her flirting now. See, and I was, like... I've been thinking the whole time that it'd be nice if it wasn't about a lady. I guess, right. other, I guess other people have different feelings about that. It's about her guilt. Honestly, that's just a theory. Um, Griffin actually wrote a piece for our site. You haven't read it yet, but it's going up on Wednesday, so our listeners will have a chance to read it. And it's about uh, Batwoman getting canceled. I, I recommend giving it a, a read because he also suspects that there might be some anti-Semitism at play because Bennett made her super explicitly, inescapably Jewish in a way the other writers kind of haven't. So um, These are just all terrible that reasons. That could be a factor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah this, right. That's like, it could just this be is like layers. Too. There's layers. Really, like we know for a fact there are there was an audience that strongly read Williams's run of her that did not come back to read Rebirth and for whatever reason. That's however, weird. even if she might be going on DC Comics shelf, she is getting tapped to be the star of the crossover for the CW TV, DC TV this winter. Again, my condolences. Yeah, <laughs> I ha- I like I have mixed feelings because like I really really want like a live action adaptation yes. of Kate Kane. I just don't trust these I writers to write her well. I'm super concerned because like i mean if anyone belongs on hbo or stars it's it's her right i also am gonna sound like a crazy mra when i say this but batwoman (laughs) can't exist without batman like i i'm talking as as just her character concept she's not a symbol she didn't just choose vigilantism and the bat is happenstance like batman existed and was already going strong at gotham and she saw that as a path to serve her country because she had been kicked out of the military for being gay under don't ask don't tell so it's a flag she literally only exists as a vigilante in relation to batman if he didn't exist she wouldn't as that and he doesn't exist in the dc I don't TV think universe? So. they've at least made reference to him in both like the earth one and the earth two so they yeah. could use this as an opportunity to make his existence you know like canon, but I don't know if they're gonna do that. Yeah, but I Maybe feel they like could just have make her to. Earth three. Who knows? I'm just wondering, like, why else she'd be the one interfacing yeah. with any like even if, even coming if, to Gotham? Uh, even if Batman exists, right. Right. why is Batwoman handling whatever this is instead of him? Like, how do you avoid those questions? I don't know. Yeah, and I'm just I'm super worried. It's because like in the comic run, she dated someone named Maggie Sawyer, and they had someone named Maggie Sawyer yeah. on the on, uh, Supergirl. So. And, and I will say the thing that, okay, don't at me, listeners. <laughs> um, I really don't want her to hook up with either um, White Canary or Alex. Like, sorry, guys. I, I want her to exist without having to, like, shoehorn her into, like, a one-night stand with either one of the established, like, woman-loving woman characters. Because, because... <sighs> there's more to queer women than... 
right? There's more to queer women than just, like, them having sex with each other. (laughs) I agree. Um, Speaking of... (laughs) Speaking of queer people having sex with each other, guess what? Lando's pansexual. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I mean, I buy it, sure. The thing is, on the one hand, everybody already knew that. Like... (laughs) That that dude, it's that dude, cape. just yeah, he <laughs> he enjoys everything. Um, everyone has always known that. All of the fans have always, you know, at least all the fans I hang out with have always been like, well, if anyone is like obviously gay, other than Luke Skywalker, well, not gay, like obviously like queer, other than Luke Skywalker, it's Lando he appreciates beauty. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> he does exactly. He's just a man. He He's likes just a beautiful man things. with baby blue pants. It's fine. <laughs> and and luxurious capes. What's frustrating is that as is seems to be a trend of the last year, it's all like everything that's being talked about is on the press circuit. Like it's not going to be explicit on screen. Like, like Yeah, like Valkyrie or this, yeah, uh, this is the third time this that Disney specifically has done this now in the past year. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, and even even working. even Emmeline Haldo. This so it's the fourth oh, yeah. actually. Emmeline Haldo is canonically pansexual. Oh my god, I forgot. Okay. And so that was established I, in the novel like a year before The Last Jedi came out. And can so Can you explain to me what it means to be straight in Star Wars when there's aliens that you're fucking? Yeah. Like I don't know. Can we explain sexuality in space? What's the rule? I don't... Space is always gay, something like that. <laughs> yeah, space is always yeah. gay. Exactly. Pirates space... and aliens are yes. always pilots, aliens and people in space. Also yeah. like also like They're gods always... and yeah. yeah, gods, demons, angels, uh fairy creatures, it's like pansexual until stated otherwise. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it's good to know that Lando like went on a pride float or something <laughs> off screen. <laughs> Uh, but Disney really needs to stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's like like looking up queer baiting in a dictionary. Like it's just yeah. yeah, it's kind of laughable. Actually, on the very opposite end of that spectrum, Brooklyn Nine Nine, which was saved by NBC Yay. and is going to be airing on N- and it's going to be airing at season six there, cast Gina Rodriguez to be Rose's love interest, and oh they already gosh. released like a little uh, snippet with that. Oh gosh. Aww. It's yeah. so good. Like Rose, Rosa Diaz like defines gay panic yeah. in one of that the last years. <laughs> like it's amazing. Gina Rodriguez steps out of the car, and Rosa Diaz, Diaz's eyes just like <laughs> it's great. It's so funny. I mean, it funny. is Gina Rodriguez. I mean, right? I mean, fair, hundred yeah. percent. Um, speaking of saved that. by other networks, The Expanse was canceled and people were really yes. upset about it, but that yes. got saved by Amazon. Nice. That's great news. I should really watch The Expanse. It's been on like my to watch list for the longest time. Same. Yep. Oh, Barbara's I, reviews of it make it sound really good. Yeah. It, you will hate James Holden, but it's okay. The rest of it is good <laughs> around him. It's okay. <laughs> it sounds interesting. It's it does sound interesting. Whenever I re- read Barbara's reviews, I'm always like, oh, right, I need to watch the show. And yeah, then like, I it's like Mars forget. and stuff. Like, like this timing confuses me because I've never heard anything about sci-fi like being completely like <laughs> dissatisfied with the ratings, and then all of a sudden, it's in the middle of its best season by far, and oh, yeah, we're canceling it. It makes no sense to me. Uh, yeah. Sci-fi is the new Cartoon Network. Shit. <laughs> 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 the DT Titans go. Also confusing to me is that the focus of the Lord of the Rings TV show is going to be a young Aragorn. It's like James Bond Jr. Remember that show from the nineties? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, is it 
just going to be like a survival show? Like he's just like wandering around the woods? Well, I'm confused as to how young, because he doesn't find out that he's Dunedain and the son of Arathorn until he's 20 in the like supplemental material. How young do they mean then? Yeah. How young do they mean? Do they mean like preteen Aragorn or like 21 Aragorn? And like he's like 80 years old when Lord Mm -hmm. of the Rings starts. Just people don't know that because he's a man of the West and he has an extended life. Yeah, he's yeah. he's eighty six or eighty seven. I think he right. tells Awen in an extended scene with the soup. Yeah, yeah. I've so kind like- of got I've kind of gotten an education from Katie and others about this, and I guess there is some things that could be good, but I'm still not uh, I'm not expecting much out of it because do they even know about that? I just I don't understand why they didn't go like Silmarillion. Yeah. Like there's some yeah. really good stuff in Silmarillion. Like that's but like it's kind of like shit. just jointed right it would have to be like a serial style television it would but what i'm worried about with this is that it's sort of misplaced like badass worship because you know the the movies especially kind of made aragorn into a more stock action hero type which isn't a bad thing i strongly love the movies even if they might be a little more simplistic thematically than the books but i just i'm a little concerned when it's just the foregrounding of Aragorn, because why not? Especially because what, what, you know, what Tolkien's works really need is like more focus on male characters. That's what they oh really God. need, guys. Hey, Kit Harrington needs dudes. a job. <laughs> oh, no. oh my God. No. No, stop. No. <laughs> he would actually be a perfect, you, like, uh, you take that back. You, okay. No. I'm sorry. No, but like, TV exists. He would be perfect. Listening for to it. this podcast, oh please ignore Bo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um. <sighs> A TV show that sounds more promising is Jordan Peele is working on a Nazi hunter TV show. It's set in 1977, New York City. Ooh. I like this. I will like he punch this. the Nazis? I'm sure he will. It's called <laughs> yes. The Hunt. He says it's shockingly relevant. Um, he's just such a talented like film and I'm sure going to be TV maker that like anything he does is going to be good. Uh, that includes his new horror film, Us, of which Lupita Nyong'o officially joined the cast. So good stuff there too. And possibly Winston Duke. Possibly Winston Duke, but, uh. Really? And, uh, Elizabeth Olsen, I'm thinking, I think it's official oh too. Oh my god, this sounds amazing. Yeah. I'm not even a big into horror movies, but I will literally mm. see, anyth- see anything with Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm the biggest baby in the world, but I will have nightmares for this. It's fine. <laughs> right, oh. right. It's fine. I'll, I'll suffer. Um, uh, in other exciting news, uh, yeah. the MCU is adding Ms. Marvel. Kamala yes, Khan. we're very excited about that. Yes. Uh, if, if I mean, they- I'm excited about Captain Marvel to begin with, so. Oh yeah, that'll be great. I don't know how they yeah. can possibly mess Kamala Khan up, but I'm I don't know. I feel like she is the most perfect superhero for their form. She is the most perfect uh, character for their formula. And, like, Spider-Man Homecoming is already basically what a Miss Marvel movie should be. So, honestly, if they mess mess this up somehow, I'm going to be furious. Yeah. Well, she she's had a pretty decently successful current run, or is that one of the ones that Marvel canceled? I, I'm having trouble. I'm honestly not sure anymore. Captain Marvel's had a really good run lately, I think. Yeah, but Marvel like went through and basically purged any interesting, diverse character because <laughs> they're like, oh well, these sales aren't doing great. Let's just go back with more Spider-Man. Let's relaunch him again because why not? Mm-hmm. So, comics are tough. Yeah. Um, hey. In news that I can't transition into and don't know what to do with, Game of Thrones casts Harry Strickland for season eight. <laughs> going, 
uh, going to be played by Mark Risman. What? What? As what? Oh, as what? Harry Strickland. Oh, what? Dear. Sorry, I was confused. What is what is he going to, to do? To be fair, it doesn't make um, sense to cast well, I someone. Guess he'll be the, I guess he'll be the captain of the Golden Company. Okay. But I doubt he'll have any of the backstory. Well, the Golden Company is like, they're totally on board with the Lannisters. Apparently. That's why I they're mean, coming to Westeros to like. I'm guessing there, it's not that they're on board with the Lannisters, they're just like random sellsword company with good reputation. Right. And if they mention the whole thing about the Blackfires, it'll be like off, like offhand. Right. Be cause... like, like the whole thing, how they dispense with the whole like Varys kind of switching sides on Danny there. Right. Because he just, he just believes in the people. He's a Marxist. Yeah. And, you and know, the, and, the, and the Golden Company is just like a really, really into really gold. Good... That's why they're called the Golden Company. Right. Because that's, because yeah, they're mercenaries and all they care about is gold. So yeah, the, the Blackfires had gold, so that's why we were into them. Totally. Maybe they'll and turn. Ha- and how appropriate that, like the the like a company called the Golden Company would be with the Lannisters. I, I swear, <laughs> they're going to make a joke about like shitting gold. Oh my god! Like they're going to make a Lannister shitting gold joke. Like that's okay. going to be every other line, right? <laughs> Maybe they'll turn on the Lannisters, and people will be like, "Oh my god, it was Cersei getting caught in her own trap." This is great writing. It's like, uh. Anyway, very quickly, just to close out the news, it is confirmed that Jane the Virgin, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and iZombie are going to be ending after their next seasons. In the case of Jane the Virgin and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I know that's of their choosing. Right, yeah, like they that, were planned. They want, yeah. I don't know about iZombie. I had um, no idea that show was still on. Yeah, same. <laughs> but that's the news. CW is usually pretty good about letting creative teams finish things out. Yeah. Oh, no, you, you forgot another CW news. Or not Did CW, I? Uh, sci-fi. Winona Earp. Well, oh, right. Yes. And Winona yes. Earp season three has an official premiere date, Friday, July 20th. Yes. Yep. And I'm Gretchen is not excited at all. No. Oh, no. Why would I care? It's fine. Uh, it's fine. It's a show. It's just like whatever. It's just I'm like, excited the, because we get like to put on the schedule and summers are always like a desert. So. <laughs> well, and, and the, um, I'm really bad with names, but the actor from Anna Green Gables is in it. Oh, oh, good. She should be. She's really good. Yeah, she's going to play Mama Earp. Julia, say what you will about the summer scheduling, but we don't have Game of Thrones this year. That's true. So it's so. going to be, it's going to be, the, yeah, it's going to be fun. All right. <laughs> Speaking of fun, let's transition into the horrible fuel session that was the newest <laughs> Steven Universe episodes. Hey, you needed to see me again? What was a single? What? So for our first mini segment that I I did not at all just say, hey, can we have a short segment in the front to talk about Lapis Lazuli because I need to scream about her? Um, I didn't do that, except I did. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about Lapis Lazuli because everyone is talking about Rose and Pink Diamond, and I think that's important. However, Lapis Lazuli is my favorite, and she deserves attention for that episode because that was so good. That episode, yeah. like, was so amazing. I just, like... But Gretchen, why didn't she just go back? Because she has PTSD, damn it. And she has anxiety. And, like... Uh, no, I actually... As, I had this conversation with someone yesterday, and she was yeah. like, I just wish that Lapis could be more, like, nuanced in her. What? Like, why couldn't she just, like go back because she's so one note and not wanting to go back. I was like, <laughs> how is that? 
That's the nuance, right? <laughs> like that is the nuance. Oh my god! Like, everything about Lapis is so fucking real. Like right, her, like non-linear recovery thing. It's just, oh my god! And that's why she's unpopular, I think, because she's too real, and people don't like that. They just want her to end it now and go back, and there you go. And it's mm. just that's not how she works. If if I may quickly recap, just in case there's a listener who's like, you know what, I don't care about spoilers, but what the hell's going on? Lapis <laughs> and Peridot had a divorce, and Lapis flew away and took the barn with her because she was scared the diamonds were going to come um, to Earth because of Stevens running with them. Right, because the, is- the last time the St- that the diamonds came to Earth, she was literally imprisoned inside of a mirror and then suffered The circumstances like- of that were not quite, still not quite clear on. Right, but she ended mm. up trapped in a mirror and suffered like thousands of years of like mental torture. So mm-hmm. she has, she rightly doesn't really, she rightly has a lot of anxiety and fear about the diamonds coming back because the last time it yeah. happened, like her life got like fucking awful for thousands of years. So she went to flee and her wife wouldn't come with her, Peridot. Uh, so Peridot got the dog and the divorce and uh, Lapis got the house and she flew off with it. But as we find out in the newest episode, uh, she actually tried to go really far and then started to like, you know, miss people. So she turned around and she parked herself on the moon and there was like, you know, a little gem moon base thing yeah observatory yeah that's that's the expression (laughs) i know things so she was watching from the moon base observatory and basically just not spying on her friends but like just keeping tabs on them them. right yeah without actually going all the way back uh because she was convinced that they would hate her now right right so she was watching them and not at all pining after her wife Mm-hmm. No, um, no. And then Stephen uh, figures out she's there. He sees her through a telescope. He goes to talk to her, and it seems like he's convinced her to come back. Yeah. And then he unfortunately has a diamond dream at that minute, and he doesn't know what it means because, of course, he doesn't. And Lapis assumes it means they're coming, and she takes off again. Right, yeah. right. So, lots what happened. She yes. also has a song. Yes. Oh, <sighs> that song One kills me. One of the best me. songs. One kills of the best me inside. Mm-hmm. Like it's. It really is like real like she like i listened to that song and was like oh wow i feel very seen and known and understood um especially the moment where steven's like where she's talking about how afraid she is because she has she has anxiety and she has ptsd and so she has a lot of like fear about like all the bad things that are going to happen that's and part of her song is about like she really wants things to be good but all she can do is think about all of the bad things that could happen, which, hi, my name is Gretchen and this is my life. Um, <laughs> and he says, well, but what if something good happens? And that, like, terrifies her more. And I was like, oh, hey, hey hi, my name is Gretchen <laughs> and this right, is my life. Because <laughs> she's used to this uh, fearful mode of operation right. that the good becomes mm-hmm. almost the unknown, too. It's like the risk. Right. It's It's almost more frightening because – because you don't know what's going to happen. And then what happens if you get something good and then that's destroyed? Like, like before. <laughs> like oh, before. gee. <laughs> oh, my God. But Gretchen, it, I just feel like that's not a very nuanced way of living. <sighs> yeah. And if you could just push for that a little bit more. Okay. Well, like... Full disclosure to our poor suffering listeners, we are going to be so salty about fandom reactions. Yes. <laughs> we can't even yeah. with this fandom. Um, 
Yeah, but like the thing about like Lapis that always gets me is like 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 I said, like kind of the non-linear nature of everything. Just like she's talking to Steven. Everything seems to be going well. You know, she has the best intentions and like Steven really like you know, he makes he makes her feel that like you know, no matter how down in the dumps she is, like she sees Steven and she's like, Oh hi Steven. You know, it's kind of mm, yeah. that Steven magic he has. But like in the end, like she like could not get there. Right. Like no matter how hard she was trying, how good everybody's intentions around her was, and that's that's like what she's afraid of that she's like she keeps disappointing people. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. That, and I really yeah. Go ahead, Bo. No, I was, and that's what gets to me about like I don't see how you can how can anyone say she hasn't like changed or developed in any way when yeah. you see how hard she was trying in this episode. I don't yeah. understand how you can see that and compare it to how she was. Even when she first decided to stay in the barn and say, well, she's just the same person. And people say that. Yeah. It's infuriating. Right. She's like, right. Remember remember when um, Greg is there and he's showing her the yacht and she's just like, Steven, who's this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Remember right. when she's Bob? Like, right? Remember when yeah. she's Bob and, like, didn't care? Which was fine. Like, and that was great because, like, the show let her be depressed. Yeah. And... Like Remember said, when she stole the ocean? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Remember when she was so traumatized from being, like, tortured for thousands of years that she was just like, I just want to get back home no matter what because I've been, like, brutalized for a really long time. And, uh, yeah, I get uh, – it's so – it's difficult for me to separate, like, my – when it comes to Lapis, like, it is difficult for me to separate, like, my – personal experience and how much she represents my personal experience from like how other like seeing the fandom react to it because mm-hmm. i see like fans you know saying things like she's not nuanced why can't she just get better why can't she just like you know she's such an awful person because she keeps running away and i want to yeah, just be just like get over it right just <laughs> get over it and i want to be like oh 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 so like that like okay that's what people think about people like me like right which isn't really a, a lie because, you mm-hmm. know, I have had people say those things to me like, why can't you just get over it? Um, but it's like, well, it, it just makes it so frustrating because like, I know what they're doing with her. Like, I look at yeah, Lapis right. and I'm like, oh, right. Like, healing isn't linear. It takes time. And sometimes you can work really, really, really hard and still be overcome by your fear. Because that fear is so strong and that voice is so loud. And sometimes you, like, you can't do anything to drown it out. And, like, that's okay. When you think, too, about how PTSD is normally represented in media as something to overcome. And, like, you should go back. You need to go back to being the old you. And that's what's strong. Like, that's that's what Game of Thrones is. I'm not being subtle here. That's what Game of Thrones (laughs) is doing with Theon to a T. And so I, I don't exactly think I blame people for taking that attitude when you see a character with it. Because you kind of expect them to be teed up to get over it. Mm. To have that crowning moment of, Yeah, that's okay. what people are, like, they, they want, that's what they want the story to be. Right. But life doesn't make narrative sense. No. No. <laughs> it's, it's a continual series of revelations that occur over a period of time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I feel kind of guilty because I'm still thinking like, well, is this the time where she's going to end up flying back at a crucial moment? It's like, and I know that's not what's going to happen, but I feel guilty when that pops in my head. Like, of is course. this the time? Right. Well, right. And you know, for, for however conflicted and fearful she is, she still is the person who fused with Jasper to save Earth and to save mm-hmm. Stephen. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, when she abused she- Jasper. Sorry. 
I don't want oh to open God. that can. You, let, we are not opening that can of fandom <laughs> again. But no, I mean, I think th- there still is that potential, but it is, it's, it's difficult because you feel yourself being like, no, Lapis, come on, you can do this. But right, right. Mm-hmm. It's so painfully realistic why she's not. Right, right. And I appreciate that they're not undercutting that. Like, I, I trust that here's, cause here's the thing. I trust that they're going to get her there eventually. Yeah. Like, I trust this group of people because of what they've done with her so far. Right. Like, I don't, it's hard for me to trust, like, storytellers with, especially with things like PTSD narratives. But, like, given it's the fact that they do stuff like this that makes me trust them that they're going to, that they're going to get her there. Like, I, I, I know that yes. people look at this and say, well, well, this just means she's always going to be that way. And I look at it and go, no, this means she will. Because the fact that they're letting her, like, try and not succeed right away, like, yeah. to me, because that's, I mean, that's real. Like, it's, And she's still, right, she's still moving towards healing, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But the fact that. Yeah, like she's on the moon watching everyone. Like. Right. The fact that she couldn't fully leave means that right. like she still has a strong attachment to like I mean, all of these people and uh to Peridot, like <laughs> So we have to make the joke. My girlfriend went to the moon. That's right. That's funny. Oh my god. I just love how unsubtle it is that they're like in love. No, it was <laughs> yeah, completely it's... obvious after raising the bar, and I don't know how anyone mm. could possibly deny it at that point. I really don't. Oh right. my god. And then we've got Peridot, like, in the tub listening to country yes. music. Right. Like, that's the most, like, breakup scene of all breakup scenes, <laughs> just, like, sobbing in the bathroom listening to, like, country music. Still. And never be happy she's again. still doing that. She's still just sitting underneath yeah. the faucet. <laughs> Right. Oh and just, I mean, and Lapis too, like, just like t- from a distance pining. Uh, um, and like during the whole, her whole song, everything is focused on Peridot. It's very obvious, like, that she's just like, I love you, but I don't, you're probably going to hate me now, but I love you. Well, uh, on that note, and I'm sorry, Amadot shippers, but yeah. on that note, we're going to transition oh, into our dead, fun segment. Yeah. Um, we're going to transition to me using the facilities. Hmm? I think I think we transitioned into Joy using the bathroom. <laughs> what would Peridot say? What if the diamonds show up? What if something bad happens? Okay, so for our fun segment, we hope they're fun. I, we find them fun because we take them less seriously. We will be discussing just a totes random trope, faking your own death. Uh, I guess we might as well say it because we're into the Steven Universe episode at this point, but Rose faked her own death. Well, Pink Diamond faked her own death. Uh, Wait, what? To when? Be- <laughs> what? Oh Spoilers. <sighs> I guess so, we have to still call her Rose Quartz, right? Rose was really Pink Ethically. Diamond, but not a quartz at all, that asshole. Uh, <laughs> because as it turns out, you can turn a diamond sideways and it looks like a quartz. So, that was a pretty effective example of faking your own death, and we're going to talk about uh, all other <laughs> examples, effective and ineffective. Um, I think my favorite aspect of it is that it's like the staple trope of all James Bond movies and like comic books or any crime procedurals. There's always, always like in Castle and Bones and Monk, at some point, the protagonist will fake their own death and solve something. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just inevitable. I, I watch a lot of crime procedurals and I've seen, and like at least once in the entire run of a crime procedural, like, 
the like lead investigator will have to like you know fake their own death to like solve he, a murder even in medical procedurals house fake to <laughs> right right of course in um the mentalist the antagonist faked his own death all right yeah wow i oh, watched none of this if i remember that i probably would have put that into my good column i think they faked a couple of other deaths on the mentalist too yeah I wish I knew more about that show, seeing as we kind of played off of it for our, <laughs> our podcast. You I haven't only seen ever, it? Like, um, no. My mother wow. was obsessed with it during its run. I yep. only ever watched the Red John episodes. My mom the too. other ones were just like very like standard procedure. I, I didn't know anything. You guys just told me trench coat, and that's what I went with. So, okay. <laughs> I just, I do really like the main, like, male and, like, protagonist. I, yeah. Mostly just because... I think he's one of the few good examples of the, like, irreverent kind of, like, he's not really a jerk. Like, he's he's kind, of, kind a of a snarky jerk. asshole, but, yeah. like, He not, knows he's smarter than everyone. Right. Just, yeah. And I think he's one of the few effective uses of it because he's a con man. Like, he's not yeah. pretending to be anything else. He's just like, yeah, I'm a con man. I just now help the police by being a con man to criminals. Like, <laughs> like okay. So I think what we can do is maybe go around the table, what? Because we're at a table, and uh, give our examples of good use and bad use of this trope. So someone who isn't me, start. Well, Gretchen is first in the notes, so she gets okay. to go first. Sure. <laughs> um, well, for me, a lot depends on like how much and what kind of focus is given to the reaction of friends and family. Um, so my least favorite use of this is Sherlock. Um, I think in terms of, like, the actual mystery of it, it was fine. Like, how did he do it? That's pretty cool. But the whole focus after afterward just, like, pissed me off so much. Because literally everyone except for John Watson knew that Sherlock was actually really alive. And then when John found out, he was, like, appropriately pissed off. Because, like, you find out that your best friend, like, faked his own death and then told literally everybody but you. So he's appropriately mad. But, like, the show uh-huh. like the show treated it like, well, John's just being a selfish asshole. He should totally accept Sherlock back because he should understand why he had to do it and why he couldn't tell you. And that just made me angry because, like, people have a right to be mad if you fake your own death and don't – and then they don't tell you. Like – that that's a reasonable reaction to have like speaking dude speaking of sherlock i just realized the house faking his death because he's sherlock but medical yep. it was the exact same thing where wilson was kind of framed as this like asshole right for, for being mad for about being it. mad about it yeah which yeah. which is dumb um which brings me to like my two favorite examples the first one is criminal minds when another show my mom likes to watch um because prentice <laughs> fakes her own death but I love mm-hmm. that the show makes space like everyone is mad about it. Everyone who doesn't know is really angry that they didn't know. And like they're given like several episodes like into the season to like get over it and like forgive her. And she's like, I totally understand why you're mad at me. Like I know why I had to do it and I know why I can't tell you. But like you have a right to be mad at me because it's kind of a shitty thing to do. Um, and I loved that. I, the other one I really like is Firefly. Um, of course, Firefly's perfect. Because <laughs> the whole point is, like, the crew, like, we're on the crew's side when they find out yeah. that, like, their friend fakes his own death. So, like, even the audience is like, well, that's fucked up. What a shitty thing to do. 
So that's, I mean, that to me is like what stands out to me is like, how are we meant to react to this? Because it's kind of a, like an awful thing to do when you think Mm -hmm. about how it's going to affect like your friends and family who love you. So my thoughts. Okay. Julia. Okay. So in the good column, uh, there's this kind of obscure Agatha Christie Poirot novel called Parallel End House. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it because it's like, you know, a mystery, so that'll be hard. But it's like, it's like a, like, it's not like it's a fake, faking your own death, but like the function in the story is kind of very unique. Um, yeah, yeah. And I like it. And the, um, the, the TV show adaptation has Polly Walker in it, which is pretty cool. Oh. Um, and, it was also quite interesting, interestingly done in Children of Dune, where like, oh, yeah. like you know, Gaima has like mental abilities that we ordinary mortals do not have because she was like you know appointed by God to be an aristocrat or whatever, and um, she manages to convince herself of her brother's death as well. Right, so so they like conspire to fake his death basically, and then like she manages to convince herself that it's true. And it, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in the bad column, um, there's this show that I think lasted for like less than a season with uh, Sarah Michelle Geller and uh, the guy from Fantastic Four, the Welsh one. Um, it was called Ringer. Oh my gosh, I remember that show. Yeah, and it was with like two identical so twins played by Sarah Michelle Geller. And like so one bad. of them fakes her own death and the other one like takes over the rich twin's life. And but like she has this like stepdaughter and her fa- her husband is running a Ponzi scheme and like there is this like her, the husband's partner is having an affair with the husband's ex wife <laughs> it's such a like it's and, so bad yeah and um yeah it's so bad <laughs> it's so bad I watched I remember- the entire thing oh my gosh. <laughs> I watched several episodes of it. I remember that. And then reached a point where I was like, why am I even watching this? Why? What is the point? But it had that guy from Lost. I'm blanking on his name even within this show. The one with the, with the, his eyes look like he's wearing eyeliner, but he's not. Which one? Uh, from Lost. There are lots of guys in Lost. Yeah, but this one, like, he has, like, they call him Guy Liner because it looks like he has eyeliner on, but apparently he doesn't. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, incredibly. Yeah. They actually have to put concealer on the actor. Yes. Because oh. it's natural. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, that guy is in Richard. Ringer. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's in Ringer, and he's, like, he's, like, the, uh, the, the, the twin with the drug addiction who takes over the, uh, fake death twin who is rich and married to the guy running the Ponzi scheme. He's her like, like probation officer or something. <laughs> it's, <laughs> he's easily the best part of the show, but it's such a weird thing. What the f- this is okay. <laughs> All right. Someone, um, someone thought this show up and pitched yeah. it to a room full of people. <laughs> and they said, this sounds great and made it. <laughs> Greenlit. Okay, let's so, be like, honest. about that show loss. is that so like the the poor twin is like her twin faked her death, so she's taking over her fake twin's life, and like she's concealing for everyone, including like you know her fake her dead twin's husband and everyone, and she's still going to her uh, narcotics anonymous meetings, so she's committed. Well, I mean, yeah, at least that's good. Yeah, it is. 
I remember, like, oh, I read a review of the show. That's, like, the one good thing they said about the entire show. <laughs> like, yeah, she's really committed to her recovery. <laughs> All right. Um, Bo, we didn't let you take notes. But do you have good and bad <laughs> this, examples uh, of the just, or favorite and least favorite? I was just thinking when I saw this topic, I've probably seen this a thousand times. I can't think of, like, many that stand out as good. I almost, What I'm thinking of is... <laughs> comic books where they use the fake deaths to retcon oh, someone who was dead and it's like why did you do mm. that one one i one <laughs> that i uh do remember though i i loved when uh ahsoka and rex faked rex's death so that uh after oh, order 66 yeah. in uh star wars and yes i i've like how it's used in other like when it's like a short thing like in dark knight where jim gordon you know, fakes his face mm-hmm. to death and then comes back later, but I can't think of any good ones. I, I don't watch enough procedurals, apparently. <laughs> uh, a good one that I think you could probably agree to is Zuko in book one, where he's... It's very, very brief. He just oh, doesn't say he can go north with Zhao's fleet. Yeah. It's it's one that doesn't really jump out. It's not like Aang's fake death, which was kind of like, oh, well, they think you're dead, so we'll just yeah, roll with it. that's yeah. true, yeah. He wasn't really faking his death there. Nah. No. He was actually bad about it. So, <laughs> so mad he had to dance. Right. There's, many... There's not great examples of this, you're right. I love um, season 3. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Me yeah. too, no. I, lo- I don't know why people hate that episode. I don't get it. Neither do I. It's wonderful. Yeah. I would say my absolute favorite example of this trope is the uh, is in the Westing game, but you have to read the Westing game before I go into that further. Uh, I also am very fond of the one in Community where Starburns faked his death in a meth lab explosion, (laughs) but that was just because they're doing like I think it was a Law and Order parody in that where he he had to have like died uh, in that episode, and then he like comes back a couple seasons later. However, my best example of good use comes from the Bond movie Goldeneye because it could so easily be badly done but this was Alec Trevelyan or Sean Bean faking his death at the beginning and then yeah yeah. then he like comes back in a kind of significant way yeah you're right that's a good one so he can set up the first of the like it's always the first one in those clip shows of Sean Bean deaths (laughs) (laughs) kind of but it's like it, it actually gives stakes when he comes back and there's an, a relationship with him and Bond. Um, unfortunately, the James Bond franchise tried to continue this formula. So I believe in Die Another Day, they had the villain do the exact same thing. And it was like, no. Uh, also, most of my bad examples are from the Bond franchise. So it happens in uh, You Only Live Twice. And I say that's a bad one because it's in the fucking title. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are people... <laughs> There are people he does this for. So in the Living Daylights, he does this for Pushkin uh, to save him from an assassin, and that's like this big plot line that takes up just so much of the movie. And it, I mean, that movie's kind of a mess. That's the one where they're uh, skiing on a cello. Yeah. Did, so did you realize you just said assassin? Did I say assassin? Yeah, sure. it made me giggle because you were like, he saved Pushkin from an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like poetry; it rhymes. <laughs> Uh, in Diamonds Are Forever, I believe it was revealed that Blofeld faked his death because he used plastic surgery to oh, make God. him transform into a different face. That also, um, happens in the one with Madonna in it. Uh, Skyfall? Spectre? No, it was like, it was like the, it was still with the old guy. Well, the worst, worst example is in Tomorrow Never Dies, where Bond does this twice. 
So who was the guy who had all his bone marrow transplanted so he could no longer look Korean? Oh no, that that's Tan Sun Moon and Die Another Day. Yeah, that's Die Another Day. Yeah, that kind of yeah. counts mm-hmm. as faking our death, right? Die Another Day was supposed to be an homage to all the Bond movies that came before it because it was number twenty. Uh, uh, so they they like had callbacks like uh, ski scenes. Yeah, Madonna was stuff. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was she? Halle Berry was in it. Yeah, Madonna was the fencing instructor. Here's here's a piece of spoiler news for Supergirl, I guess, that I read today. Um, apparently, oh, no. Allura Zor-El isn't dead. What? So, uh, yeah, Supergirl's aunt, the evil yeah, no, who was the, who the, was the killed in antagonist. yeah who was killed in first season in the season one. Apparently, she's not dead. Okay. So, okay. so there's another fake your own death, or maybe the government faked it for her. I don't know. Like what? What even was that grieving scene between between Kara and and her uncle Nan? Do, do they have the um the same actress still playing her, or is she being I don't know replaced by? Uh, right. I think it's in next week's episode. So so yay! That's on topic. I read it. I was I read it and was like, but. <laughs> Why? I'm not caught up enough to react. To and Lita was faking being good the whole time. Wait, is that true? Because right. I don't yeah, know anymore. Right. <laughs> I don't know where. Th- I don't. Yeah, know. I, I, I haven't I watched watching. in a while. I stopped watching too. Yeah. Anyway, let us know your favorite and least favorite examples of this trope, which is everywhere. Harry Potter. It happens. I think like yeah. three times. I have to. I did completely <laughs> so. forget. I have to add George Bluth Senior. In Arrested Development. Oh my god! <laughs> I completely forgot about that. I gotta add that. That <laughs> that's is an excellent. One. That's a good one. I'm that's glad hilarious. you remembered that one. That's a good one. Isn't isn't Huck Finn based around a fake death? Did didn't Huck Finn like fake his death to leave his abusive father? Am I making this up? I have tried to block out everything from Huck Finn. <laughs> All right. Well, on on that Mark Twain enthusiastic <laughs> note, we are going to transition to talk about the fake death to end all fake deaths, Pink Diamond. Back from the dead. No longer just an anonymous star on the memorial wall at MI6. Okay, so it turns out that the main good guy is actually the main villain who may or may not be either a villain or a good guy at this point, And we're confused. Anyway, Rose Quartz and Pink Diamond are apparently the same person. Yes. Discuss. All the theories were right. That's true. All the theories were right. I mean, I, I remember hearing this theory quite some time ago, like season two. Kind I think of Gretchen could tell you I ago. told her I thought it was going to happen after I think Jungle Moon. When they fought, yep. I think after oh. that I was on board with yep. it. But before that, it yeah, just- I, I no, I remember seeing the series like before the trial for sure. I Possibly was on, like, oh, when yeah. was I on board with it? Oh, when was my first? I can't remember, but I've been on board with it for like that was one of my first theories that I subscribed to. Really long time ago. And then I went through a phase. I can't remember what season it was. Maybe it was in season four where I was like, maybe not. I think it was in season four. It was when they were exploring, like, Steven coming to grips with her shattering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that I was like. Yeah. With Bismuth? Yeah, with Bismuth. I was like, oh, maybe not because maybe that would undercut. Yeah, you worried it was going to cheapen Rose. story they're selling. Yeah, like, right. one thing. I remember, um, I always thought, like, from the beginning that Pearl was a diamond's pearl. I always thought she was white diamond's pearl. 
Oh. I really, I uh, thought that too. Yeah. As it turned out, she just had desaturated rose-colored hair or pink hair. Yeah. I thought she had been some kind of court gem because she also has blue and yellow in her like costume yeah. design. So I was like, maybe she belonged to all three yeah. of them somehow. But like, it's like her costumes and getting less and less pink and stuff like that, right? Right. Right. Yeah. But it makes like sense she's that she would kind of disguise herself like that she was a pink but she girl. straight up has she straight up has orange hair in this episode until you dive into like yeah the pearlception thing oh yeah the pearlception thing was awesome because like she got more and more pink every like larry went yeah. down yeah yep and the top kept spinning i will say i was a real dumbass about this theory and i just got fixated on like what the gem looks like i was like but no a quartz can't be a diamond they're different and that, that's, like, as far as my thought process went. Yeah. Well, you can have, like, a rose... I think it's technically, like, a rose-cut diamond. Yeah. Yeah. You can cut a diamond any way you like, basically. Right, right. And you can cut any gem any way you like, really. But there are actual rose quartzes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we saw we saw all the rose quartzes in her zoo, right? That were bubbled, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there right. are rose quartzes. who did that now? <laughs> right, which makes you wonder, did she... Did Rose do that? Yeah. Yeah. Did Pink oh, do Rose. it? Did Pink? Oh, because Rose. It, like maybe, maybe Pink didn't want people to know that she actually wasn't a quartz, and who would know mm-hmm. that she wasn't a rose quartz, but the other rose quartzes? If Pink like, <sighs> but then you also wonder why would they like? Why would they have kept them around at that point? And what? Why would they like the the implication? I just rewatched that art last night, and the implication is that like. Why did you keep them here rather than just get rid of them? Like yeah. they were bubbled, they they were all bubbled as a response to what Rose quote unquote mm. did to Pink Diamond. So I don't were know. They I don't know who. I mean, were oh, yes. they bubbled after she was shattered, or were they bubbled? Yeah. After oh, she right, because they thought because they thought yeah. a Rose Quartz killed Pink Diamond. Yeah. So yeah. They would have bubbled. Yeah, that makes sense. They thought. The I mean, I'm kind of confused bad. about the timeline. Like uh, the answer did that happen after or before the shattering? Before, before, I think. That yeah. was before it's the before. shattering? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the, uh, whatever, uh, triple Pearl, diamond like, attack thing happened. Why wouldn't they recognize like, Pearl? Oh. I mean, did the triple they, diamond attack happen right after the shattering? Yeah, that, that seems to be the implication to me, right. but honestly, it's very much up yeah. for interpretation. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because then, then, like, why wouldn't the other diamonds recognize Pearl? Maybe uh, she changed her, like, the way she looked. Well, she, she was she a did. she was a quote unquote terrifying renegade pearl. So yeah. my guess is Rose had or Pink Diamond. I, I don't know what to call her. That one had two outfits, right? Two personas. I'm guessing Pearl did the same. That would be my guess too. Yeah, I suppose so. Is that she changed because she her hair was different. Mm-hmm. And her outfit is definitely different in the answer than it I was. Thought like I don't. I, I guess for the past week or so, I've been thinking that. The answer takes place after the shattering, and like Pearl has reformed at some point. I don't think uh, that I don't think the blue would be as calm as she was yeah. in the yeah. answer if the shattering had happened. You might be right about that. And we know and Garnet the, fought yeah. a lot in the war itself, so right, right. So Garnet would have had to, yeah, yeah. But that means that like Pink was living as both Rose and Pink for a really long time, hundreds of years at least. Right, before. So, like, the impression I got from Rose, and this is probably because, or about Pink Diamond, I should say, it, and this is probably because I watched it in the same night I also watched the uh, one where 
Stevani is like on that weird base of that weird planet. So we see that flashback of Pink Diamond being like, I want a colony. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, Vruk assaulting. Is that she's just like some bratty teenager who probably legitimately got like into Earth. Like, she found this stuff really interesting there mm-hmm. in this kind of childlike wonder way and wanted to preserve it. So then she was just like, I have an idea. I'll start a rebellion that won't make it worth their time. And that was like literally the first plan that popped into her head. And then she just stuck to it. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, like we're talking about like a timeline of hundreds of years, like between the jungle moon thing and like the rebellion. Right. Right. So like, I don't know. Well, and if my part of it, like I, I tend to side with you, Kylie, because I have this whole theory about, which we don't have to spend a whole lot of time in about how each of the different colors of the gems represent different, um, aspects of like cognition um so you have like blue like blue gems tend to be more feelings oriented um yellow gems tend to be more logic minded oriented and like pink gems tend to be more like agency oriented um in terms of like will and like action and that's why like pink gems are really like tend to be more impulsive um and then any gems that are like um multicolored um we'll have characteristics of both but like it makes sense to me like this is just like what i think about it and people are free to disagree but like this makes sense to me that like for a pink like even like pink diamond to just like come up with a plan and be like Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna do it this is this is just (laughs) what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna do it and this sounds great like to me like like fits perfectly within her personality as we've seen it and what we see of other gems who have like that pink like impulsive like don't think about it just do it like don't think about it don't feel about it just do the thing um yeah and i've seen a lot of people tie that to gem placement too but it would be cool if it was just some kind of mixture between the color and the placement because that would mm -hmm. absolutely make sense right i mean it's just this seems like a terrible fucking idea like no undoubtedly and i think that that adds a real layer to rose chords because I, you can look back on her in these later episodes when she meets Grey and all that, and she feels like someone who realizes she did a really fucking stupid thing and has had to live Does with it ever though? since. Because like I was like I've been like I've been thinking back to like all the times that we've seen her in flashbacks, and like it's like it's almost like I'm allowed to say now that I think she's a horrible person. Oh, she right? definitely is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think Rebecca Sugar has said this. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like I think she said that like Stephen gets all his empathy from Greg and none of it from Rose. Like, right. She said that. Right. I mean, but, Rose presents as like like a almost space soci- cadet, like, like almost sociopathic. Actually, yeah. No, like like I'm just I'm thinking about like how like she let sour cream climb a Ferris wheel. Yeah. You know, it's just like she's just kind of like stuck like in her own like oh pretty kind of world. Which but makes it's, a it's, lot it's like, more sense. Now. There's like a narcissistic aspect right? to that too, or like oh, yeah. when like like yeah. Greg was living homeless on her front lawn <laughs> and like washing his hair in salt water, and they like go on a date and he doesn't have anything to eat and she just like smiles. Like it's 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 almost sinister. I mean, I get that she's a space rock who doesn't need to eat, but like she's been living on Earth for six thousand years. She should like know that like his basic physical needs aren't being met. And, and like, I, I did read a meta once that was, it, it wasn't super prescribing her, but it was mm-hmm. saying she has traits consistent with low empathy. Yeah. And those usually intersect with things like sociopathy, right. narcissism. Right. Or uh, being raised to believe that you're a god. Right. Right. Um, right. And it makes sense, but she definitely does seem 
very unfeeling mm-hmm. in a kind of horrible way. And I think Pearl is the best example of yeah. how that's manifested. Where like, are we she's... supposed to believe she didn't notice how Pearl was in love with her or that she just didn't care or like... And, and like, that Pearl literally has been ordered not to talk about this thing that's obviously haunting mm-hmm. her. She has Pearlception to compartmentalize these memories, right? Yep. And, and, oh, God, I just feel so fucking bad for her. Like, if you go back and you listen to It's Over, yes. Isn't It Now? Yeah. And you understand just how unhealthy, just how one-sided it is, and everything Pearl had to do for her, and yeah. that Pearl's the one who literally helped stage this. And she doesn't even shapeshift anymore. Right. She's so traumatized by the idea of shapeshifting that she, like, can't even do it, like, for fun. Like, it's traumatized her. And that's honestly, like... And she can't say, hey, Amethyst, please don't do that. It's upsetting me because... (laughs) Right, right, right. I would, like, every time that Amethyst shapeshifts, like, God. (sighs) Like, that's got to just be, like, so upsetting to her. And this is honestly, like, one of the... I've never really been a huge, like, Rose Pearl shipper. Um, because for whatever reason, like, I always got the sense that there was a power imbalance between mm-hmm. them. Um, and that yeah. was kind of unhealthy. And, like, now that I know this, I'm like, I'm so glad yeah. I never heavily invested in No, because, this. Like, like, the way because that this Pearl, just makes like, the way worse. that she idolizes Rose Quartz has never it, seemed healthy. It, it makes no. a lot more sense. And now we know that yeah. she's literally, like, her diamond. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pearl was basically her slave. I know Matt Burnett mm-hmm. did, like, answer a lot of fan questions about this episode afterwards, and he did push back a little bit on that idea that Pearl had no like say or was just like never really broke free. He tried to present it more as well. She did have a choice, but I'm yeah. sorry. I mean but Pearl no. like her own art like right. she feels like she she feels that freedom that she thinks that Rose gave her. Yeah, but it's, right. You know, like like when Bismuth asks her who to belong to and she says yeah. no one. Like that's not she's not faking that. Like no. she feels she's, free. It's still a huge power dynamic that she never escaped from. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, man. And you just add to it how petty Pink Diamond seems mm. and bratty. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, God. And just like, is really what 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 did Greg and Pearl say together? All like, she always did what she wanted. Like, right. it's sinister now. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. On she the did other, what she wanted and thousands died thousands for died it. Thousands died for it. Millions, maybe. And, like, who, yeah. who the heck? Like, and all those corrupted gems. Like, I'll give her the... I'll give her the slightest bit of credit that she seemed to have. At least, at least some of the reasoning that of the propaganda is true, but I'm sorry she did it in the worst possible way. Just the absolute right, worst possible right. way. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to like kind of like balance this out by thinking about moments where she's not an asshole. Like, the way that she'd like talk to Garnet in the answer, like, you mm. know, being like, you know, if you be you and discover everything, and then like the way that she reassured Buddy in that flashback... You know, they just, like, like her kind of love for the earth doesn't seem, it, it seems genuine. Right. But it's right. like. And I do think that Greg, by challenging her to, like, mm. think of him as a person rather than, yeah. like, a plaything. Um, cause that's honestly, that's one of my favorite moments in the whole show is yeah. where yeah. we get to see that, like, Rose literally thinks of human beings as, like, like the equivalent of, like, puppies. Yeah. They're in zoos. Like, right. Like, she, she oh, had a zoo. zoo. Um, it was her zoo. Um, and maybe it was like her first attempt to like preserve part of earth culture. We don't know yeah. at this point. Maybe that's part of it. But like, we know that she had this kind of paternalistic, like, 
um, infantilizing view of human beings that they're like yeah. playthings, they're toys, they're things that she can like it's enjoy. For literally, a while and what what can I do for you as a bow? Like the lyrics of that are her saying, "Oh, you're so fun. I love to play around with you." It's yeah. horrible. Right, right. And then, <laughs> oh and then, God, like yeah. I love that Greg was like, "No, goddamn yeah. it! Like I'm a person. You got to treat me like a. You got to treat me like a person. I'm yeah. your equal. You're not better than me." And I do think that. In the scene, the flashbacks we see of her after that event, we see her changing. And because she decides to have Steven. Right. Yeah. Like she she reaches a moment where I think she, I think like she realizes like, I've been thinking of this all wrong. Like, I've been yeah, thinking of I, this as like the way a diamond would. Like, she's still been treating mm-hmm. the earth like a diamond would treat the earth. She's just not like destroying it. She's she just, just a hippie diamond. Yeah. Right. She just believes that like she just has a right to be in charge and dictate other people's lives and like pat them on the head and like oh i'll take care of you i'll make sure awful things don't happen to you but like she didn't really treat them as like equals right but i would say her sacrificing herself for steven to exist is the culmination yeah. of that arc yeah and he's also like the continuation of it right because right? he is you don't her. think that she had steven so she could run away for her resp- from her responsibilities yeah. even more well, I mean, there's that. I'll be honest, I really don't. Maybe I'm giving her too much yeah. credit. I don't feel that way at all. I feel like Greg and... I don't either. I, I, I don't feel like all feel, the gems so. kind of act like Rose did, and Greg and Steven have changed them in ways that no one else ever did. Mm. Right. Right, because you, you even see the way that sometimes Pearl and Garnet treat Amethyst. Yeah. As being like an Earth gem. They're straight up oblivious oh to emotions, I don't, for whatever right. reason. Yeah. And 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 Amethyst is much more human like. Like she like she eats yeah. food. She shapes, because she's like, from Earth, right? Probably. Yeah. And they they sometimes treat her the way that they treat human beings. At least I yeah. I see that. They're very, they they're to. they're definitely patronizing to her at times. And I will say too, like there's still elements of I'm so great because I'm Rose in like that oh, the videotape. So the videotape she left for Stephen, and she's like, it's going to be me loving you, and you're like, okay. But I think, I do think her view is reformed. And I think that's the point of that, uh, one episode where it was really diving into her and Greg's backstory and how they like came to having mutual respect. We need to talk. It's called. Right. Yeah. Right. If you want to watch back. (laughs) In, this will make sense. So, uh, in Deadpool 2, one of the lines, (laughs) this makes sense, I promise. Um, (laughs) Vanessa, um, Deadpool's girlfriend says to him, like, children give us a chance to be better than ourselves. And like that, to me, makes sense of Rose's choice. Like, that, like, having Steven in in a way that's, like, slightly more literal than with human reproduction, like, gives her a chance to be something better than maybe what she could have ever been by herself. Um, like, it's her chance to almost, like, fully redeem herself in a way by, like, becoming steven like becoming a part of steven like yeah, steven but she's allows placed her... so much on his shoulders and right she had right to and that's kind of that. shitty too and i'll be, <laughs> like, on, yeah, I'll be like, honest i mean maybe she thought like after six thousand years like there was no chance of anything ever happening there is a little bit of her having steven now and he didn't know think, well is she doing this just out of curiosity and she didn't realize she'd be steven forever i don't know i i do have a little bit of maybe that. maybe yeah but like what gets me kind of is that like like, she didn't put anything, maybe she did, we don't know about it yet, but she didn't put anything into place to tell Stephen this, and surely this is something he has to know. What? She left, she left him lying. Did she, though? She didn't. He had to find Lion. 
Yeah, Lion just kind of wandered yeah. into her. Well, I don't know. She doesn't seem to value human time very much. But well, I think the, the, one, the one person who could tell him anything was literally under orders not to say anything. Yeah. And, yeah. like, yeah, the, the, it kind of seems to be, like, you know, some kind of Harry Potter-esque magic where, like, you physically cannot tell. It's yeah, she like, can't. It's not because like Pearl are... can decide it was the wrong decision and change her mind, you know? Like, no, there are several yeah. – someone has, has compiled – there are several scenes where you see Ro- where you see Pearl, like – yeah, p- covering her mouth. She, yeah, covering her mouth because, and it's and it's always a moment where you can tell she wishes she could say something about. It's, yeah, it's always about the diamonds or about. Well, Rose. It, it starts yeah. just in Rose's scabbard. Yeah, um, when there's that kind of scary moment with her, but you see that that happens there. So right. this this has definitely been in there from the start. Mm-hmm. However, I will say we're being very harsh on Pink Diamond for good reason, I think. But let me just pose a hypothetical. Sure. You are a diamond, you're Pink Diamond, and you're given the Earth to colonize, and you end up falling in love and valuing its, inha- its, its attributes, and you don't want it to be mined. What do you do? I feel like seeing what we've seen of the yellow and blue diamond sense, I really feel like she, if she put her foot down and said, I want to rule this planet, but not that way, I really feel like they would listen. They may not like it, but I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. they would have at least listened. Maybe, but she was almost like treated as if she was their kid, you know? I think she, I think she might, I, I, like, that's kind of my theory right now, that she's, she's definitely the youngest of the diamonds. Oh, no question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not, not, not just because she only has one colony. Right, but even in the um, the Jungle Moon episode, like, um, there's a reason. Like, Stevani is dreaming, and like, her mom evolves into yellow. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that yeah. to me, like that's not an accident. That like Connie's mom evolves into yellow, and then oh, we this have means this that yellow and blue are married. Yes, <laughs> yeah, they're like they're her two moms. Ship it. I totally ship it. <laughs> Like and to, to me, there was always a, like a parental dynamic, especially mm-hmm. after um, um, the um, Mr. Greg, because yeah. this the song like yes. um, you both love me and I love both of you. Like you had like Greg and Pearl were cast in blue and yellow colors. Like that was the yeah. moment. I think Bo and yeah. I like we talked about this in our review of it. Was like that was the moment that I think we both were like, oh, yeah, that, that definitely, and it makes even more sense now. But you knew at that point there clearly saying something about blue and yellow and pink at the very least right. and i mean now you can just add Stephen into that it's just wait wait a minute so she starts a rebellion instead of standing up to her parents that's that's martel <laughs> right we love that <laughs> maybe a little but oh my god i don't know we've yet yeah, it's to, a whole we've lot think 14 years yeah. is bad she spent how many thousands of years <laughs> right <laughs> well, but that's that's what I'm excited to see how they like tease this out because I think there are several different ways they could go with it. Like, yeah, with you know, why did she start the rebellion? What did it look like? There's no, there's definitely one huge and um somewhat spoiler, not really, but uh, Ian Jones Corte uh tweeted and then deleted like a very early like summary thing they were using when they were hiring writers that had a whole bunch of stuff redacted and he basically implied that earth was not pink's first so what yeah so oh man i don't know where they're gonna match there's definitely some giant reveal still left that's well interesting yeah yeah huh Question, Bo, since you know all this, like, gossip so much better than us, is there a timeline for this show? For, like, 
well, like how, how many, many seasons, seasons it will be, or anything oh, like that. No, I, I, I'm pretty no. sure recently when season five got renewed, that Rebecca Sugar basically said, "I'll make this as long as they'll let me." I she has uh-huh. she has this certain part planned out, but I think she's ready to just make it as long as they'll let her. Which, considering how long it's taken, we may be in ten years in the beginning of season seven. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I'll be in my early 40s still talking about Steven Universe. Good lord. I hope so. I hope so, too. I really, really hope so. Um, so, one thing that I think is interesting... I kind of do want it to die a natural death, though. Yeah, I don't want it... alternative. Yeah, I don't want it to, like, linger. Um, but, like, one thing that is really interesting to me is, like, all of the implications for the other characters. Mm -hmm. Um, because this isn't just... Like, this doesn't just affect Steven. Like... In the promo like for the next Steven episode, so which, like, can we have the next episode now? It's clearly already been made. You um, mean the promo that they showed after uh, the Lapis episode? Before right? they... Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> they showed the, like, with Sapphire freaking out and going to the pad. They showed that after the Lapis episode, what? but before they yeah. aired the... Uh, that uh, is the Rose. Yeah. That's... That's Cartoon Network to a T. Mm. That's horrible. So I remember I was watching it, I was watching it with my son, like, uh, a couple of days after I watched it. And I, like, slammed the laptop down when that started coming on. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, no, no, ignore that. Ignore that. Plug your ears. <laughs> Cover your eyes. I just, but, yeah. like, this, affa- this affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I mean, it's like, there's the whole thing with Garnet. Like, was, is Garnet allowed to ask questions? Like, that. I thought that was such an interesting post that someone had up. I sent it to Bo, and I think I, I can't remember if I said it to both of you or just to Kylie. Um, yeah. Where someone pointed out that in the answer, like, so in the single pale rose, like, rose covers, um, crosses Pearl's, like, hands when she covers her mouth and says, mm-hmm. let's never speak of this again. And then in the answer, she takes Garnet's arms and crosses them and says, no more questions. And so people have raised the, the question or theory that, like, does this mean that Garnet is not allowed to ask any questions. I've like, been trying what? to pay attention for that, too, and I'm not really noticing questions. Well, th- there's, like, weird moments, too, where Garnet will say, like, I wish I could ask this. Yes. Like, like, she said things like that Right. Before. Like, is she, like, is it she's not allowed to ask questions about Rose, which might explain why, like, one, why she never saw this coming, because, mm-hmm. like, she admitted in pool hopping that, like, her ability to see future vision, like, depends on her knowing the people around her. Like, it's intuitively based, so she has to, like, understand the person that um, she's, like, potentially seeing in future vision. So if she's unable to ask questions about Rose, like, no wonder she never saw any of this because she doesn't know Rose. Um, Or is it – or is she literally not allowed to ask any questions ever? If that's the case, it completely shaped her entire personality. Right. Yes. Because that was, like, right at the moment where Garnet was, like, really becoming a person – Right. And just like, right. she, like, like you kind of like think of it as like her kind of like stoic nature where she's just like kind of like, oh, Rose had a lot of secrets. That's right. Just, that was just her. And just yeah. Like, right. And how she's yeah. such a like diehard true believer because she literally cannot question her leader. She's incapable I'm, of questioning. Yeah. The and that is the question like, of whether or not that's intentional or if it's like a King Midas kind of thing. Right. Right. But it like, yeah. it would. That'd be pretty freaky if it was intentional. Like, I don't like Rose. How does it happen? That's the thing, though. It wouldn't surprise me if it's intentional because, like, because Garnet's such a true believer and yet she has mm-hmm. future vision. So, like, in order yeah. – so, like, you – like, the big question that this raises for me is, like, why didn't Garnet see any of this ever? I don't know. Or, if, like, when, when all these people were fused with her. 
Right. Yeah, I have that same question. I don't. I don't understand how many people have fused with Rose and never seen anything. Or can you hide that? Did she reform as Rose? Did Rose fuse with anyone? But yeah, they made. They made that giant temple fusion. Oh right. It has a name. I forgot what it is. Yeah, the like. Is it obsidian? Does it have a canonical name? I think it might have been in the art book. I don't remember what it was though. Maybe Rose is really good at. you know, clemency or something like that. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Right. Or maybe she'd been <sighs> Rose Quartz long enough to, like, believe it about herself. Or, like, I suppose, you could, I suppose you it's could... possible. I suppose you could fuse and still have secrets. Like... Yeah. Well, what's interesting know. to me is that um, the times that Opal has existed, or, uh, I'm sorry, Garnet and Pearl's fusion is... I can picture her, but the names of... Oh, Sardonyx. Sardonyx, yeah. Sardonyx, yeah. Like, the, the number of times they've existed in those forms, which is not a ton, yeah. but you'd still think, like, hey, half of me is repressing something. Right. <laughs> I guess that answers like, that question, then. She's too busy cracking jokes. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Well, and Pearl has all of the, like, layers and layers of compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Opal's also a little, like, forgetful, so <laughs> I guess it makes sense. But yeah, I don't know, I just keep coming back to um Greg's c- comment to Steven in The Return, when Steven's like, well, this was good, though, like, what my mom did was good, and Greg's like, no, there's there's no such thing as a good war. Yeah. And, like, to know that Pink was responsible for all of it, you know, it's just... Yeah. Did Greg know? I don't think so. Not, not Pink, but I there's an... I can't remember. I think it's the uh, first episode of the zoo arc when they when they uh, see Blue Diamond. Mm-hmm. He says something like, "She wanted to confess everything to me, and I told her I didn't care who she used to be." Oh right. Yeah, he tells Stephen that. So oh, yeah. I don't I don't know if that means he knew or if he stopped her because he's like, "I don't want to know." <laughs> Probably the latter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Greg, why do you have to be like this? Right. I just want to know how he managed to shampoo his hair in salt water and. <laughs> I, I can't get over that. I mean, like, he was homeless. I just can't see Greg <sighs> knowing and not telling Steven. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, all any of the gems, I can see. Like, I can see the... But, like, I don't think that her... I don't think that power would work on a human. Yeah. Like, well, I think fusion that's works a, with a human, apparently. Like, that's a diamond power. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I also just think that Greg wouldn't have been able to, like, not obliquely say something around right. the other gems. Mm-hmm. Right. I, he's just, he's he kind of wears his thoughts and emotions on the sleeve a little yeah. bit. Yeah. It's Greg. So he wouldn't tell. But, like, even, like, tangential characters, like, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Bismuth. Like, the conversation. Bismuth was, like, I think Bismuth was very close to figuring it out. Like, the, what's, what is that conversation going to look like? Mm. A um, lot of people thought that she might have figured it out, but I don't know. That surprise I, me. I, I, don't, I don't think she would have talked about Rose the way she did if she had any idea that was true. Because that... Yeah, it... Yeah, I agree. Right, and she probably wouldn't have pushed so hard for shattering a gem if she knew that Rose hadn't actually shattered a gem. Yeah. Um... I, I'm also really curious to see the aftermath for Jasper, honestly. Oh, God. Because, like, uh. that's such a huge part of, like, Jasper's, like, headspace is, like, the leader of your rebel group killed my diamond. Rebecca Sugar has talked so lovingly about Jasper for so long, and as, you know, she's so far ahead of us, obviously, in the story, you mm-hmm. wonder why, and, well, that's a pretty big piece of why she probably does. 
Right, like she's not corrupted right now. I wonder how she's going to come back into the narrative. Uh, I, I I doubt very much if this season, the series finishes without something happening with corruption. <laughs> oh, oh I'm have, sure. Like, they're, in my opinion, they're definitely going to heal the corrupted gems. Like, yeah, yeah I'm just curious, like when, how that's going to work. Right. I mean, it's going to be Steven, but like, right, it's probably going to be diamond related since you know Steven is a diamond. Yeah. Right, right, but like it, like Steven being a diamond explains why he's so super powered. Yeah. And Rose was ridiculously superpowered. It's another thing. Like, why didn't anyone ever notice that? <laughs> like, she, gems like, are, creates life. <laughs> yeah, gems are really unobservant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, in Brave New World, where you have, like, the, the gammas and the deltas. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, it's like, if, 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 okay, so if Garnet is, if Garnet literally can't ask questions, that mm-hmm. takes Garnet off the table. Um, Pearl can't say anything about it, and she already knows that takes her off yeah. the table. And Amethyst, Amethyst has no context. Amethyst has no context, and honestly, she she wouldn't care enough to ask. Like she's an Earth gem, she yeah. doesn't know anything about Homeworld gems. I could see Amethyst being like, "Oh, well, this is just maybe Homeworld gems are just that much more super powered than like me, like a like a runt court soldier." She probably felt even right guiltier over it because like, right, she didn't know she was a runt, but she may have just assumed like Homeworld gems are just more powerful yeah right like she had no reason to question this right and also i can't think of amethyst like giving enough of a fuck about it <laughs> no to, like, not really care. <laughs> yeah like even in like in the preview like she's just like oh what a fun fact while like right? sapphire is going completely nuts yeah i feel like the only person who might not care not not care but like I, I feel like Peridot's going to have a very tempered reaction compared to everyone else. Yeah, well, she's Just only ever she known already, three diamonds. Like. Right, and she already went through her arc of, like, being disillusioned with her diamond mm-hmm. for ignoring logic. Right. So, oh, right. God, I love Peridot like, sometimes. I still, I still think she, I still think she's going to freak out. I really think she's, she's going to, I think she's going to be different around him at yeah. first. Yeah, maybe I think that. that's going to be a lot of what's coming right. up. Yeah. A lot of what's going to be mean, coming up. I mean, like, I keep that. forgetting that this means that Steven is a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, I'm. Yeah. I'm uh, it's freaking. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited about the implications, though. Yeah, like find the diamond with the shield. Like finding out that you're not just like it's not just that this is his parents' problem. Like mm-hmm. he just found out, or he's going to find out that he's like literally like he is literally a member of the ruling class of Homeworld. Yeah. Like, he is a part of the system. The system isn't, like, he's not, like, a separate entity who just, like, inherited the baggage of the system. Like, he is now officially a part of the system, and I find that fascinating. Yeah. I started rewatching after this, and I was telling Gretchen, there's a line really early on. I think it's uh, Sirius Steven when they go in, like, that giant rotating, like, pyramid thing where Pearl get or no, no, it was the sea tower. Never mind, it's the sea tower. Cheeseburger. Pearl is, yeah, Pearl is like, this is your heritage! And it, like, that takes on a whole new line, how she's freaking out about it. Right. But then afterwards it turns out that it wasn't important anyway. Well, yeah. (laughs) It it just also puts her freaking out about Lion in a new context, too. Like, of course that would almost break her. That that Rose had this level of secret from her when she's been keeping this woman's secret, you know, by command for so Mm -hmm. long. Yeah. Yep. But like like Pearl, I think Pearl's like only comfort was that like you know she was the only one who was close to Rose right. and knew all her secrets. To find out that like no, there were more secrets, and maybe other people who felt that they were as close to Rose as she thought she was. You know, like the- <sighs> God, God. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have been talking for almost an hour and a half because, <laughs> of course, we have. Welcome to us. Right. There's, <laughs> there is always more to say. Um, but, Bo, I suspect we'll probably be having you back on to talk about more and more implications as this continues to unfold. <laughs> we didn't even get into the diamonds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> God, I know. I really, I want white diamonds so bad at this point. Right? Ugh, yeah. I just want so to curious. know things. I want world building. I want to, I want to know if they, like, who knew among them? I, I feel like at least one Something of them Something is going I'm still, on with yellow. You, I'm still thinking of yellow right, yeah. and her, like. Because for the no, longest time, time, I thought that yellow had shattered pink, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was plausible like, anyway. It still feels like yellow knows something. Yeah. Well, and I just, I just read a theory on Tumblr about Blue's hair. About her hair being white. And that maybe white has the ability to, like, change people's memories. And that's why, like, Centipedal has white hair. Because, like, Centipedal draws themselves, like, where it with, like, green hair. Like, we don't see gems with white hair. Gems don't have yeah. white hair. They have, like, a shade of hair that is similar to their own shade. And in flashbacks yeah. of Blue Diamond, she has dark blue hair. And so there are theories huh. that, like, you know, White Diamond may have the ability to alter, like, gem memory. Um, I, I also saw a video that said that like one of the clues about this was that Stephen's hair is the same shape as Pink Diamond's hair, which I thought was a huge stretch. So we'll see. his hair yeah. is a rose. I guess I don't know. I thought it was a huge stretch. Maybe I think it was that's a big purpose. stretch. But yeah, there's a theory. Yeah. There's a theory going around that Blue's Blue's memory has been altered, mm. um, and it would make sense. Like yellow, because yellow's hair is the exact same color as everything else on her. So why is Blue's hair different? So, like, maybe Yellow is involved somehow and she remembers and, like, Blue doesn't remember. I don't know. It's just, like... I know. They, like, then, corrupted every all the earth and they're, like, oops. Yeah. And, like, Yellow, and Yellow has that whole line of, like, wouldn't you rather forget? Like, it's just, like, oh, yeah. I'm so excited to find out. Oh, my gosh. After, uh, after this, I'm not counting anything out. I'm just yeah. no, not. People saw, this, people saw this coming from the beginning and I don't know how, but... <laughs> but it's that means it's too predictable, though. Oh god. No, no. No. Mates is good. Ah. And Rebecca Sugar has even said that. She's like, I like when you can see things coming because it means you're paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's the whole like R plus L equals J is too obvious, so it can't, it has to be something else. Like, that's the point. Calm down. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, that's what foreshadowing is. That's what like consistent storytelling is. Is that it's like it should be something that when you see it you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. This this was definitely a red wedding twist. Like you kind of kick yourself yeah. if you didn't see it. So that's definitely yeah. A good sign. I know. And now looking back on the series in retrospect, everything's like fitting together yeah. in a new exciting kind of way. Right. Yeah. Right. Like our personal so, equals J. And I guess in some, uh, watch this show because it's awesome mm-hmm. and very adult and very intelligent. Honestly, maybe it's, like as. Maybe over the summer, if we all have time, we could do like some kind of rewatch. Oh, I'd like that thing. <laughs> I just add on the rewatch projects, all the rewatch projects. <laughs> nothing well, I mean, good. Uh, nothing new. Eleven minute episodes. So. <laughs> no, Steven Universe yeah. rewatches are a lot less arduous in nature. For anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, there is an ongoing Fundamentals Game of Thrones rewatch. Yeah, uh, was was just, yeah. Act- <laughs> yep. he was he was just one of the contributors for that for episode three, Lord Snow. 
So definitely check that out on thefandomentals.com. Also, if you liked this podcast, you should subscribe to us on whatever medium you watch, you listen to us. Uh, tell your friends about us. Or leave a review and tell other friends about it, I guess, that way. <laughs> friends you don't even know you have yet. <laughs> friends to be made uh, because of all those people bonding over the fundamentalists. Yes. It's, it's all the talk of the offices. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's all we got for today. Bo, thank you so much for joining yes. us. I'm sure we're going to have you back. Always a delight. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Um, we're going to transition to me using the facilities. Hmm? I think I think we transitioned into Joy using the bathroom. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All I heard was me using, and I'm like, are, are, are you, are you, something you want to tell us about, like... Do we, yeah, do we have I'll be back. Here? I'll be back. Do we need to have an intervention? <laughs> All right, Joy. I'm not clapping for her using, I'm just... Yay! <laughs> Joy is using! <laughs>